Maximize Your Influence is your podcast for the latest persuasion, sales, and negotiation techniques. Our mission is to help you influence on command, anyone, anytime, anywhere. Your host is the author of Persuasion IQ, Laws of Charisma, and the best-selling book, Maximum Influence. Now, your host, Kurt Mortensen. Welcome back to Maximize Your Influence. This is Podcast 307. Kurt Mortensen here. As we take a deep dive to maximize every aspect of influence, and of course includes your income and your multiple streams of income, as we will talk about today. I've been in San Diego doing a training mostly with entrepreneurs on multiple streams of income. Very passionate about it because so many people just don't have the right vehicles. I mean, the gas to your vehicle is the mindset and the persuasion, the influence, but you need to have multiple vehicles. And I was taught this early on in my career by Robert Allen, who wrote Multiple Streams of Income and Nothing Down Real Estate, and Mark Victor Hansen, who's a co-creative One Minute Millionaire. Every successful entrepreneur, you look at millionaires, they have multiple streams of income. I'm very passionate about this. This is a key factor. And a lot of people have the vehicle, and the challenge is they just don't have the gas, or they're missing the vehicle, but have the gas, which is rare. And that's why I'm so passionate about persuasion influence, because early on, I used to train a lot of people in real estate or doing internet or even stock market or information marketing or even network marketing. And they'd get all excited to get into the business and they'd try it for a few months and they'd fail and they would say it didn't work. I'm like, oh, no, no, time out. It didn't work for you. Every one of those industries and spaces has created countless millionaires. It didn't work for you. What are you missing? It's going to be the mindset. It's going to be the persuasion influence. Then on the flip side, some people have those skills. They just don't have the right vehicles. So when I was contacted by Jim Cochran about another stream of income, I was fascinated. I was interested. I've heard quite a bit about this one. It's one of the best streams out there and probably one of the easiest to get started. So let me introduce Jim Cochran. He's appeared on the Wall Street Journal, Entrepreneur Magazine, Men's Health Magazine, eBay Radio, and other news programs on the internet. He is an online business expert. He has a podcast that's consistently ranked in the top of the business marketing category on iTunes. He has a best-selling book called Silent Sales Machine, read by around 800,000 people around the world and is always an Amazon bestseller. His focus is to assist those who have an entrepreneurial heart, which let me add, everyone should have, and help them build sustainable income streams online. Since he believes the internet is where the most compelling business opportunities reside, he focuses his training and business models on what he calls the most effective communication and relationship building tool ever given to mankind the internet. With that, Jim, welcome. Thank you, Mr. Kurt Mortensen. This is fantastic, but I've been looking to this for a while. Oh, yeah, I'm feeling good. I mean, talking about the internet, talking about influence. I mean, all those worlds are coming together now. And of course, everyone needs to be on the internet doing something. But let's start off with the biggest question of the day. What is the worst vegetable in the world and why? <laughs> That's a great way to start, man. Uh, well, I'm actually a bit of a vegetable guy. But if you want to ruin an otherwise perfectly good smoothie, throw in some carrots, man. I'm not a carrot dude. <laughs> Ooh, anti-carrot. All right. That's a big one. Is that a, from a childhood experience or you just man, grew up with it? I don't – it just – you can taste it, man. I like throwing that <laughs> stuff in there you can't taste with some fruit. But, I mean, you throw in a carrot and you know it, dude. <laughs> My mom used to try that. Just kind of slip in a veggie here and there. Like, yeah, she'd play innocent. But you could taste it. There's just it's, – it's, that taste yeah, is no, always There's there. no hiding it, man. I'm just not a fan, <laughs> not a fan at all. A great way to start. <laughs> so true. 
true. So true. So let's talk about some of the things that you're doing. I mean, you wrote a book called Silent Sales Machine. Why did you title it? That's a great title. Why is that the title? Uh, the super short version is I actually had a little side gig, a little side hustle, if you will, in my in my young tw- early 20s. And I set up gumball machines in retail establishments. And I would go around and, and pick up 25, 30 bucks a month out of each one. It was a fun little gig with my my son, who's now 23, when he was in a stroller. <laughs> we were out mm. doing that. And uh, But they were called Silent Sales Force was the name of the machines. And it always stuck with me, like, to have this machine out there sitting there making you money. And when I started processing the possibilities of using the Internet to do that, and that's been over 20 years ago, it just kind of stuck with me. I love that concept of while I'm sleeping, there's this machine out there working on my behalf. And that's how I've always seen the Internet is you can be serving customers well, silently, while you sleep, while you're doing life creating income, generating additional influence, creating income silently, if you will. Now, we've added a lot of audio and video since those days, but it, the concept still sticks. I love it. That brings back to a lot of memories. That's how I cut my teeth in the world of influence was selling materials from stage. And I remember meeting somebody from the silent sales force that was selling vending machines. Isn't that crazy? So, is I that actually invested in that. Of, yeah, and it works. I mean, I, vending did. machines always worked, and this is kind of the online vending machine as we're talking about. Well, let's talk about the internet and the changes. What do you see some of the, as the biggest changes that's going to happen in the internet, say the next, well, I mean, it's the internet, one year, maybe five years? Yeah, well, my opinion, you know, I don't spend a whole lot of time prognosticating. Um, I see my opinion is no more or less valid than anyone else's. But the thing that we're certainly preparing for is, I don't subscribe to this theory, but you've heard, you know, he who dies with the most toys wins kind of philosophy. Well, mm-hmm. I don't subscribe to that, of course, but what I do subscribe to is he who has the biggest list and the most influence wins. So what we're doing is we're growing our list, the list of people. The best asset you can have, Kurt, and I'm sure you've heard other people say this various ways, is a large community of people who can't wait to hear from you. We're focusing a lot of assets on growing that community. So no matter where the wind blows, if we've got a list of people that want to hear from us, they're looking forward to working with us and can't wait to see what we do next, we can go anywhere. We don't have to prognosticate. So we're focusing on growing our list, not on guessing on where things are going, if that makes sense. That makes sense. A group of raving fans that's going to follow you from, will be social media or an email or whatever it is. I think that's a big piece of it. And I've always been a big proponent to the the show that we all should have multiple streams of income. And of course, as an internet, it's probably the easiest, quickest, and fastest way for anybody to make additional income or make a lot of income. So tell me, what That's do you right. think are the lowest hanging fruit? If someone was just thinking about the internet right now and getting started and sees everyone else making money and everyone's talking about it, where where do they get started? What's the lowest hanging fruit? Oh, I, I could spend about three hours on this. I'll, I'll do it in 45 <laughs> seconds for you because I know this isn't a long show, but by far... I could make the argument and convince just about any of your listeners that Amazon is the low-hanging fruit. 50,000 people sold half a million, I'm sorry, $500,000 or more, yeah, half a million or more on Amazon last year. 50,000 people, half a million dollars or more. That's insane as an opportunity. These are third-party sellers, small mom-and-pop operations working out of their house selling some big numbers, and those numbers are skyrocketing. Amazon represents half of all internet transactions now in the U.S., and it's going nowhere but up because only 10% of all retail in the U.S. is online. 
that will soon be 30 or 40 percent within the next 10 to 15 years. Amazon's driving that. So that's where we teach. We are the premier educators of how to launch and grow a business using the Amazon platform. It's not rocket science. It is by far the lowest hanging fruit from my vantage point because I'm all about multiple income streams as well. I've got about 25 income streams online. The one we're most excited about, Amazon, hands down. Is that because they're the biggest and that they just automatically attract people there? Can I through the Google of retail? Could you is that am I on the right track there? Yes, exactly. One of the one of the rules of that I, that I like is in, instead of trying to go attract an audience, why not go where the audience is? That's why if you want to get your your video out there in front of eyeballs, you go to YouTube. If you want to get your product in front of people that have a credit card in their pocket ready to spend money, you go to Amazon. It used to be eBay, but that all flipped about 10 years or so ago. Now Amazon dominates, and it's such an easy platform to get onto. Most people don't realize, but the vast majority of products that you buy on Amazon right now, probably everyone listening to this has bought at least a few products in the last few months from Amazon. Odds are you purchased them not from Amazon, but from a third-party seller who was selling their products through Amazon's fulfillment, meaning they sent their products to an Amazon warehouse, and when it sold, Amazon shipped it in a nice Amazon box. And you're thinking as the consumer, wow, I just bought something from Amazon. Well, no, you didn't. You bought something from a mom-and-pop shop somewhere in the middle of nowhere. Those are the ones that are stuffing Amazon's warehouses full of product. It's almost like you're getting instant credibility with the Amazon name. Is, is, that, where, is that correct? Exactly. Yeah, they they're the most trusted brand online for shopping. The average household is spending a lot of money now <laughs> on Amazon monthly. Jeff Bezos even recently said that the third-party sellers in our network are better at selling on our platform than we are. We're going to embrace that model. About 60% of the stuff that Amazon is selling is coming from a third-party seller like the people that we teach. We've taught thousands of people how to sell on that platform. Wow, 60%. That's a huge number. You know, we talk a lot about trust and credibility on the show. You know, it's critical in any aspect of influence, persuasion, anything that we're doing. So if somebody goes to Amazon and types in a search word, what gives somebody a little more credibility, the more trust the other person? Because they've got options. There's no doubt there's options on Amazon. What has somebody kind of rise to the top of the pile, gives them a little more credibility than the other person? Yeah, when you're talking about how to get an advantage over other sellers on Amazon, that that's not a, as much of an interesting topic because a lot of the battle is won just by getting your product on there. You've already won 80% of the battle because keep in mind, a lot of people who use Amazon, they're shopping. Are you an Amazon Prime member, Kurt, by any chance? Absolutely. Okay, so you notice when you go on there and shop, if you say, hey, I don't want, I don't want to see Prime deals. That means it's going to be on my porch tomorrow. It's going to be free shipping. A lot of people shop that way. You don't care what seller is behind that deal. You don't care who that is. You just know that's the best deal and I can find it. So that's where the game is won is getting into to Amazon's FBA program, which means when shoppers shop prime, your product shows up. To put it a little more clearly and bluntly, perhaps, you don't want to ship the product yourself out of your garage. You want to take advantage of Amazon's FBA program. Amazon will charge you a little extra fee, but the additional exposure you're going to get, you can jack your prices up because you may not realize this, Kurt, but you're willing to spend a whole lot more money when you're buying Prime because you know it's going to be there tomorrow and your wife wants it now and you know it's going to be on my porch and I don't have to wait 7 to 14 days. It's going to be there tomorrow. People are willing to pay for that. They're willing to pay a lot for that. So that's how you set yourself apart on the platform is just 
learn. It's, it may sound complicated when you first hear it, but nothing's new since eBay. It's little sellers selling stuff to strangers across the world. But now Amazon's holding it for you in a warehouse. And if you take advantage of that, it's called their FBA, Fulfillment by Amazon. Huge, huge opportunity. And that sets you apart. It's just basically a matter of instead of storing it in your garage, like I said, you ship it to Amazon instead. Man, it's crazy how impatient we're getting as a society. We want it now. We want it tomorrow. Now it, Amazon's getting their drones ready, it sounds like, to be in the next hour, the next two hours. It's definitely going to get interesting what's going to happen. Yeah, that's right. And, and you're on the cutting edge of it. Again, Amazon needs help stocking their shelves. And for the people, one of the questions you might ask at this point would be, uh, how saturated is this opportunity? Of the millions of products that could be on Amazon, only a small fraction of them are. It's still the Wild West, wide open. The vast majority of products that could and should be on the platform just aren't there yet. We have people who make a full-time business in our community, Kurt. All they do is they go around and find brands that aren't yet on Amazon and approach the owner of that brand with a can't lose proposition such as, Hey, how about I send a few of your items into Amazon, monitor it, help you market it a little bit. And if it takes off, you give me a percent. Nobody spends any money up front. No one's taking any big risks. There's no huge crash and burn if it doesn't work. But in a lot of cases it takes off and you're a hero just for having sent an email to a brand owner who doesn't have a position yet on Amazon. So those that are thinking that's too late, it's too big, it's all saturated, you're saying it's the wild, wild west. Hasn't even started. Has wow. not even started. I threw out that number. That's U.S. government census data as recently as late 2019. Only 10% of retail in the United States is online. And of that 10%, Amazon owns half of it, and that's massive. But that 10% is soon going to be 20, 30, 40. Between now and 2030 is where the sweet spot of the opportunity is going to to play out from my vantage point. Now, how does that compare to worldwide sales? Is that about the same? Is the growth going to be bigger? Where's Amazon fit into that? Yeah, globally, it's huge as well. But where the lowest hanging fruit is is in the United States. We even have students around the world from countries I'd never heard of in some cases because I was never good at geography. But (laughs) they're telling me that they're building incredible businesses from the middle of nowhere, selling products in the United States that they never see or touch. I'll give you an example. You've got a guy in the middle of nowhere, a country that Amazon doesn't even sell into. They've never heard of Amazon there, possibly. But you set up a U.S.-based business. You set up a U.S. account. You source products inside the United States. You have them shipped either directly to Amazon or to what we call a fulfillment partner, someone that preps the boxes and puts your labels on them for you for a fee. So you never see, touch, smell, experience your products in any way. And here you are selling to the largest Amazon marketplace, the U.S. Now, Mexico's taken off, Japan, Germany, basically all of Europe's on fire. Amazon's catching fire worldwide. But the U.S. dwarfs all of the rest combined. That's where the big money's being spent right now. Well, curious, if someone thinking about, you know, get on the Internet, getting on Amazon, is there a general time frame to zero to hero, at least to get things going? I mean, a lot of people think, oh, it's this big project. But uh, what are your thoughts on that? You know, it, it sounds like an infomercial when I tell you the stories from our community, but these are all real people that you can meet. I mean, these, we just had our big live event and we had a room full of these people, almost a thousand people there. This is a very recent podcast episode that we did. A guy named Oscar never sold anything online in his life as of three months ago, had no clue. He works full time, drives two hours to work every day, two hours home, a four hour total commute every single business day. And in 30 days, We had him 
at $10,000 a month within 90 days. We had him at a $30,000 a month sales. Now his margins are about 30%. So he's putting about 10,000 a month in the bank three months in after we trained him how to do it. Now, does everybody hit that level? No, it takes commitment and work, but I'm just telling you that's what's possible if someone's ready to do the work. And that's the key, you know, do the work and do the internet and get onto Amazon. Such an easy platform. It's proven. It's simple. Although I'm curious here, is there a number two behind Amazon? I know Amazon's the biggest and the best. Is there a yeah, it, it's hard to find Amazon? Know, or is when there, you've got someone winning just by that big of a margin, it's everybody sharing number two. eBay's still playing a, a strong game. But when you're looking at someone owning half the pie, that's Amazon. They own half the internet transactions in North America. That's a lot of the pie. Who's in second place doesn't even really matter. What they, what they have like 8% maybe eBay? I don't know. Yeah, I figured so, it was just a, a fraction of... A fraction of a fraction. They yeah. became the big boys on the block. And yep. Now, Walmart, are- Shopify, if you get your own store, eBay, yeah, there's a lot of other options. We encourage to spread out the risk and to diversify your multiple streams of income, of course. But the low-hanging fruit, which is where we started, Kurt, no question who the big boy is. No question where that opportunity is. You mentioned earlier about community and Building a community, is that part of this process is that people are purchasing these products? Well, absolutely. What we've done to just to brag on what we do a little bit and how we do it a little differently, we've actually had several occasions. As recently as two weeks ago, we had the number one best-selling toy on Amazon. We're up there with Uno, Play-Doh, the most popular Lego set, number one for a period of about three or four days because of some marketing campaigns we ran. We know how to sell on Amazon, but... What we've done is created a community opportunity, meaning the people in our community can own a piece of these brands that we're building and launching. Many of them do. About a thousand people in our community have a stake in some fashion in these brands that we're building and launching because the power of a social community, a like-minded community, you can do incredible things. Like Kurt, with your podcast listeners right now, if you came out with maybe your own coffee or your own daily journal or some product that appealed to your audience. And then you gave them a chance to have a stake in that, some ownership in it. So it's like, Hey guys, let's share this with the world. Let's all get on Amazon and buy it together. All of a sudden you've got some power there and in some influence where your product is appearing, not just in front of your own community, but because you're able to rank it so well, it's appearing in front of thousands of strangers. So when we got our toy to number one on Amazon, for example, by the power of our community, a lot of people we who had never heard of us before are saying, oh, wow, number one best-selling toy. That sounds like a good idea for little, little Timmy's birthday next week. We don't know who they are. They don't know who we are. But here we are ranked on the most popular shopping site in North America as the number one toy. Yeah, we have thousands of orders a day from strangers as a result. So your community boosts you in that rank, and then suddenly you're being exposed to strangers. It's a powerful model that we're fully engaged in. So, And community is a key, vital part of that. Let me ask you this. What is the, when people look at the internet, you know, and they've been putting it off, putting off, of course, it keeps growing. What is the biggest mental block you see with people that causes them not to get on the internet or Amazon? What is that one thing that you can address and address and resolve? I make a, you know, this is actually not a bad segue into my $5 book, which I appreciate. We're going to give a short shout out here at the end, but I make two promises at the beginning of my book. And I say, there's two promises I'm going to make to you, reader. One of them is you're not going to have to learn a bunch of new technology. 
JavaScripting and HTML and you know coding and fonts and all that stuff that just confuses the crud out of most of us. I couldn't build a pretty website to save my life, Kurt. To this day, I've been doing this 20 years full time. This is the only income my family has had for 17 years is the multiple income streams that I that I generate. My wife is a homeschool mom and doesn't she you know she's an artist, sells a painting from time to time for full disclosure, but that's it. That's our income, man. And I didn't learn any new big tech skills, programming and the graphics and all that. You don't need new skills. The other promise I make is you're not going to have to spend a bunch of money. The beauty of the age that we live in is $5 test here, $10 test there, a conversation with a brand owner over here. It doesn't have to be intimidating. You don't want to think just in case information. That's where our education system is set up right now. And a lot of people still think, well, I got to educate myself for a few years and then I'll do something. You want to think just in time, meaning I'm going to test constantly, learn what I have to learn as I go, start today and launch something. So once you understand that you don't have to learn a bunch of new skills and you don't have to spend a bunch of money and you can test really small until you succeed, the only thing stopping you is is lies that you're telling yourself or fear about things that aren't true. There's just nothing else in your way. It's wide open. That's good info. That's what I love about the internet. You can fail fast for free or at least really inexpensively until you get it right. This has been great information, a good eye-opener for me. Anything that I missed? Anything you want to add to what we've been talking about? I would just like to encourage people, hey, we kept this one short for you today. Listen to it again. I crammed a lot in. We have we hit some really good topics Give this a listen a second time because I submit to you, this is my business card, man. We, we hit the highlights. And if this resonates with you, hit it again and, and absorb the lessons from this. I think there's people out there that have an MBA that are saying to themselves right now, they never told me this in school and I just spent 200,000 bucks. <laughs> That's right. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry, my friend. I hope it led to some good relationships for you. But this information that we've just shared, Kurt, in the past few minutes it could be more valuable than the best business school in the country, in the world, if you apply well, it. I'm with you on that one. I spent all that money on an MBA, and that's why I'm so passionate about persuasion and influence and the soft skills, because they should have taught us in school. They should have taught us these new models. See, I didn't even know that about you. but I mean, <laughs> yep. No, it's true. And I, I've <laughs> preached that, too, to where, I mean, there's some good things about school, but the reality is the critical skills about marketing and life and success and the key things that make it successful just aren't taught in school. Yeah. You know, you can do finance and statistics, but that only takes you so far. And, that, and that's all just in case information, right? Just in case just you ever need case. to dissect an isosceles triangle, let's talk about it for the next three months. Like, you know what, dude? How about just in time? Because I can time. Google it. Tell me right? something that's going to make me money. That's what I want to know. Exactly. Well, that's good. Great information. Where can the listeners find out more about you and what you're doing? I- Appreciate that, my friend. I kept it very simple for you today. Silentjim.com. The word silent and then my name, I'm Jim. Silentjim.com. Link to our podcast, link to our free Facebook group, link to that $5 book I mentioned earlier that sold. Actually, we're coming up on, I think we passed a million copies not too long ago. It's done real well for us. That's great. So silentjim.com. We'll also put a link at maximizeyourinfluence.com. Appreciate you, Jim, and all the good information and open our eyes and Everybody should have multiple streams of income, and this seems to be the easiest and fastest, something you can wrap your head around because everybody knows Amazon. So with that, kind of a different show, but take a look at your income. Do you need another income stream? Is the vehicle you're currently doing slowing you down? Do you need another vehicle, multiple streams of income? Maybe it's the gas, your ability to influence, to market, your mindset. 
or maybe all of the above. It's important to think about these factors because the way the world has changed, you cannot live on one stream of income. You need multiple vehicles and, of course, gas to those vehicles, which is the influence. That's why I wanted to share this message with you. So if you have any questions, go to MaximizeYourInfluence.com. You can find everything there from a free coaching session to Access to Influence University, which has the free archives and access to the 52-week Advanced Mastery Program. You can pick up the free book, Maximize Your Influence, pick up a little shipping, or take your Persuasion IQ test to see where you rank internationally. But appreciate you being here, learning these skills, becoming more influential, understanding what it means to be more successful, and the importance of different streams of income, different vehicles. And of course, as you master all these skills, you know what I'm going to say, go out and persuade with power. (laughs) 